The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 318. Uh, I've just made my coffee and uh, had my breakfast and I'm good to go this morning with introducing today's very special podcast. But before we get into that, if you are looking to get a free session to uh, to help you with your OCD or anxiety and to find out more about my coaching, uh, then you can get that. You can head over to my website, which is robertjamescoaching.com. Uh, There you can book that free session directly, or if you prefer, you can send me a message and uh, let me know about what you're struggling with. Um, In today's podcast, I'm I'm actually going to be uh, interviewing a a friend of mine who also happens to be uh, a stand-up comedian, and that is, uh, well, Andy Cooper, or as he's known on stage, Andy Casper. Um, Andy recently did a comedy special, a one-hour comedy special, that was um, based upon his own challenges and experiences with with OCD. It's called Gremlin Head, and uh, as as you're here today in the the conversation that we that we had about it, um, you know Andy is somebody who thinks about things very deeply, and um, you know he he brings this fantastic um, comedy edge to to OCD, where he's able to. You know, to bring that that humour and laughter to to the experience of of the challenges of OCD, um, you know, which is which can be very difficult to do at times. Um, you know, but in my experience, it's so important that we do try to bring uh, humour to to the struggle of OCD. Um, you know, because it can really help us to manage it more effectively in the long term. So I really hope that you you find it helpful. If you have any questions at all about uh, anything that we talk about today, uh, do please uh, feel free to let me know. And off we go. Hi, Andy. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello, Rob. How's it going? Yeah, very good. Very good. It's uh, it's great to have you back on. Actually, I, I did have quite a few people who've um, you know, commented about our last episode. Um, you know, where we, uh, I think we spent quite a bit of time talking about uh, relationship OCD and uh, different elements of OCD, and I think a lot of people found that quite helpful. So it's really good to, to have you back on. Yeah, it's good to be back. So it was about two years ago or three years ago we spoke. Yeah, yeah, at least two years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, two years ago. I think. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so good. So obviously, uh, you've been very busy, uh, with with things in in the last two years. Uh, your your comedy career has been developing, and um, I wanted to speak to you about your your recent um. Uh, show that you created now which was based on on OCD so maybe you could kind of tell us a little bit about that yeah so um 
I, I've just got back from the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which is a big, big uh, comedy festival um, where, you know, you're there for the whole month of August. I was performing twice a day for an hour, as well as like lots of others. Like, yeah, I had two shows, but I was also doing like little spots on other people's shows and stuff. So really intense. You have to fly for your shows, you know, go out into the street and be like, come see my show, come see my show. Very, very intense. Uh, but the show that I kind of want to talk about or you want to talk to me about is uh, my hour of stand up, my first hour of stand up ever. So it's exciting for me. Um, called Gremlin Head. Um, so yeah, Gremlin Head is all about having OCD and intrusive urges and intrusive thoughts. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. I could, I can't really do the show for you, but um, <laughs> what do you want to ask about it? Yeah, what do you want to know? Yeah, so you know, I, I'm just interested in. Uh, I think first, first of all, I think there's. Um, an interesting topic of conversation about you know comedy and and you know trying to address um mental health problems that people might be struggling with because you know obviously we need to be able to to talk about problems like ocd but obviously i think some sometimes people um can get concerned or or worried about uh, about humor involving mental health conditions where you know people are, are you know concerned that that um you may be mocking OCD in some way because we're we're bringing kind of comedy to it uh obviously you're not doing that at all you struggle with OCD yourself and uh you know and you're trying to to kind of bring some some comedy to that um but it's uh it's an interesting area i mean one thing that you hear people talk about a lot is is you know when people make throwaway comments about ocd for example uh you know like oh i'm a little bit ocd and um you know obviously people are are joking when they say that um you know but they're not they're not meaning to to offend people with ocd but actually they're being a little bit in, uh, insensitive to to the condition and how difficult yeah. it can be. So how 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 did you, you know, address that in in doing this comedy set? Because I imagine it must be quite a difficult line to um, to approach. Well, I think so what I wanted to do was was it's so basically this the it's my story and it's my struggle. So it's mine to tell. And I think it's mine to tell in the way that I want to tell it, you know? Um, and if I want to find the the funny aspects of it, then, you know, I think that's that's my right, you know. Absolutely. Um, but I also, you know, as someone who suffers with OCD, what I what I was really trying to do, I think, because because the, the show is not all about OCD. There's a lot of like kind of stuff at the start, especially which is just kind of, uh, you know, talking about my life and kind of it's just kind of in effect, a straight stand-up, sort of like, here's a gag, here's a joke, here's a joke, you know. I'm, I'm from London, I'm not really from London. Uh, like, I, I, I do a joke about how I say I'm from London, but I'm from the suburbs, and blah, blah, blah. You know, so there's a lot of stuff like that. It's not really to do with OCD. But then, you know, then there's a big chunk in the middle that really is about OCD and about having intrusive thoughts. And um, I think, I just, I, I, what I really wanted to try and do, and I don't think, if I'm honest, I've fully managed to get it across I don't think I'm sophisticated or experienced enough as a writer or a comedian yet but I did mm. my my best shot at it was to get across um how how 
how really, really difficult OCD is, you know? Because mm. I think the thing you mentioned about the throwaway comments, it's not people trying to deliberately um, be insensitive or blah, blah, blah. But it's just, I think a lot of people don't realize how like debilitating OCD is, like how yeah. it, it, it's always there in your head. And it's like, it's so painful. And people just don't realize and they go, oh yeah, can you take your shoes off? I'm a bit OCD. And you're like, you, you don't know you just like to yeah. have your floor clean that's normal that's fine like yeah you know yeah I mean? if only you knew yeah but yeah. yeah but that's what I was trying to do with this to some extent I mean obviously the goal is to make it funny but I wanted it to have this kind of message underneath of like and and I think one of one of the one of the things that's that I've really loved about doing this show is that I've had lots of people come up to me afterwards and say Oh, I I struggle with OCD, and I've I, f I felt so. One person said to me, "I felt so seen after having watched your show." You know, because mm. I never see, I've never heard a comedian talk about it before, like yeah. like like yeah, like I did. You know, and yeah, that's really I, that, powerful. Lots of comments like that of just people after us being like, "I have OCD, and I just loved it. It was so like thank you kind of thing." And it was yeah. like really powerful. And I think the more I got comments like that, the more it spurred me on to be like no I do want to talk about this more because I think I was a bit nervous about talking about it I was a bit like am I able to really make this this funny but also like am I also able to communicate the pain mm. and like I say I'm not sure I have quite got to I'm a perfectionist obviously it's have OCD so I'm like <laughs> it's not quite good enough yet but it was it was good like it was good the show went well every single day um I say, I say, like you know, I didn't have a show that went badly. I had shows that were like maybe five out of ten, but I had shows that were like five out of ten is not bad. I'm, I'll take that on my first hour. You know, it's hard to do an hour of stand up. Um, no, that was really good. But yeah, I, I don't know. The answer to your question is yeah. I kind of answered it, right? Yeah. No, I, I actually, I really think that what you're doing is a, a really positive thing. Um, in in my experience, when you're able to bring humor to OCD, that's a huge benefit. That's a huge weapon that that we have to actually deal with it and to manage it. Um, you know, when we are caught uh, caught up in that trap of OCD, and we're you know we're we're going around in circles with with the thoughts and the ruminations, and we're looking for that certainty and that perfectionism that you were just talking about. You know, humor. Too, far too often it just goes out the window we yeah, completely you can't forget about it. it yeah you can't yeah you know and and it, it, everything becomes so so dry and dull and 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 you know just horrible because you're mm. just stuck in that anxiety you know and you're going around in circles and so i think humor it gives us this ability to actually view the ocd from a slightly different perspective um, you know, if you like, it kind of creates a bit of space uh, mm. for us to, yeah, to be able to step back and just feel slightly different for a moment or two. You know, laughter is one yeah, of it, those it, things that it can just change your state. Instantly. It makes it makes it makes things less serious, doesn't it? And I think mm. sometimes with OCD, the issue is that you've got you've got a thought in your head that has an exaggerated seriousness, if I can put mm. it like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, absolutely. oh my God, I've got oh, this thing this, uh, that I'm worrying about. Oh, it's so important. It's the most important thing in the world. And if you could just kind of let go of that idea that it's the most important thing in the world, then you can start to 
kind of made me feel better a little bit you know yeah absolutely. and obviously humor is does that right it's it it, re, it takes away the seriousness of it the gravity yeah absolutely that's a really good way to put it um you know and so so it's incredibly important um you know and it's it's maybe something that that isn't spoken about enough in terms of of how to approach and manage um ocd in in the long run um you know humor is something that when i'm doing my coaching for example i, I really try to bring it into coaching sessions if i can um for that very reason it just reduces the seriousness and the tediousness of of the ocd and yeah so and it's really and it's really hard isn't it it's really hard i do you know one of the interesting things i found uh there, there are a few bits of uh stand-up that i've been trying at kind of like open mics and i'd be going on stage and i think i was like before i got to the fringe right and i'd be i'd be a bit nervous about what i was saying or i'd be like oh my god is this you know how sometimes with OCD you can end up feeling very ashamed of yourself for what you're thinking. Mm, there's, yeah. there's that, and me going on stage and me having that guilt a little bit, having that shame with these open mics, right? Trying this, mm. this material maybe for the first time, second time, third time, and maybe delivering it not with quite enough confidence. Sometimes I would, sometimes I wouldn't, and maybe it didn't work. Sometimes it would work. This material, I wasn't sure about it. But then going to the fringe and doing the same show every day. And getting on stage and saying some of this stuff and I was like oh, I'm not sure if I should do it I'm not sure and I got on stage and I, I did it and I kind of like sort of gripped myself in it but I was like come on say it but say it with confidence like do it do it properly give it because if you don't say it with confidence it you know it's self-defeating sometimes with, with stand-up and I did and, and I just kind of it it almost helped me lose some of the shame I'd had about some of these thoughts I was talking about OCD things that I'd had from from like 10 years ago you know 12 years ago 15 years ago and me talking about that on stage probably I hadn't ever you know forgiven myself maybe for some of mm. these thoughts that I've been having all these feelings and then saying this stuff on stage and having people laugh and me being like oh shit okay maybe maybe I'm not maybe I'm not a terrible person like maybe I'm not this horrible person maybe this is something that a lot of people have mm. and and if even if they don't have it to the same extent that i have it people who maybe wouldn't say they have ocd they're still laughing because they can still recognize because it's a bit of a spectrum i reckon oh, and they can definitely. still recognize kind of mm. anxiety or moments there are probably been moments where they have got a thought trapped a bit in their head for a while yeah so they you know and so there's that recognition that laughter of recognition and that kind of yeah, by the end of it, I feel like maybe a little bit less alone, a little bit less like, yeah, a little bit like, yeah, like maybe I'm not a terrible person after all. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's a really important sure. message, actually. And it, it's funny because the previous podcast that I just released was um, based on that kind of idea that, you know, so often when we're struggling with OCD and our, our particular um, idios uh, idiosyncrasies with, with our OCD, we can feel like, well, no one quite experiences this in the way I do, mm. um, you know, and, and nobody really knows how, how awful this is and, you know, how shameful this is that I get caught up in this. And, um, you know, whereas in reality, okay, it, it may be true that the way you experience your particular OCD is going to be specific to you, of course, but there is always 
with OCD these similarities that we all share yeah you know we all experience the anxiety we all experience the shame I think I think that's what I was really trying to do with this show was to try and capture um those generalities as well to try mm. and make people feel less alone yeah make myself feel less alone as well if I'm honest you know yeah. and it has done to some extent you know yeah. and I think it's it's you know now back in Barcelona and they're going to start kind of like performing again and probably you know start writing new material and stuff it's it's kind of given me a bit of a like uh confidence boost with like yeah this is something to carry on talking about you know let's see if you can capture the feeling a little bit better you know as you go on getting more sophisticated as an artist yeah absolutely no I think that's really good I, I think it's you know I think it's important as people like you who are out there and expressing this you know humor in in a sensitive way about OCD in an, in an understanding way in a way that people who do struggle with it can can look at and reflect on and be like yeah actually you know I know exactly what he's talking about there you know that kind of situation perhaps where you're you know you've been caught up in a in an obsession and you you know in it sometimes it is bizarre no because it's mm, yeah so caught up in our heads that we're just not present to the real world and yeah you, you can end up doing these bizarre compulsions and you know nobody really knows that you're doing it but you know that you're doing it and it's when you when you reflect on it it, it there is a it's kind funny. of yeah there is a comical element to I mean it. I, there's this bit in my show where I talk about how <clears throat> when I went in my first relationship I had this intrusive thought one day that like oh does my girlfriend look like Shrek right <laughs> it's already funny like people laugh when I just say that yeah but but for me at the time when I experienced that it was real and, and you can imagine how cruel that thought felt and how shameful that thought felt yeah 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 um and and that that was quite a difficult thing to navigate doing that bit as well because you know I didn't want it to come across as like I still I'm like oh my god that's really horrible to that person who it's yeah. about yeah and me saying it out loud oh my god that's really shameful and I had to find a way of of getting it across that was that was that made it clear that it's not about her it's about me it's about my thoughts and in the end, I'm pretty confident that I managed to do that. Although, you know, you know, I see like, I'm like in my head, I'm like, oh my God, did, but maybe, but maybe, maybe you did, maybe it wasn't inappropriate and stuff. You just have to deal with that and kind of do it anyway, I think, because. Well, that's just the, the uncertainty of the OCD yeah. coming through right there. Yeah. And the, and the, and the excessive responsibility, you know? Mm. Yeah. 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 The honest truth is, you no, know, that in any time that you put anything out there into the world, uh, that's worthwhile yeah you're gonna have those doubts coming up um and and, you... and and also there might there might be a risk that it does you know cause some people upset or something like that mm. but again that's life isn't it i think that's the whole thing with ocd funnily enough is that like you have this excessive responsibility right can't let any harm come to anybody and and if you have that as a rule can't let any harm come to anybody you you end up you just can't live with that Mm. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, you know, we're going to cause a little bit of harm to people. We won't, might not mean to, but we might do, and that's yeah. okay. And that's mm. what we kind of have to. It's one of the things you have to try and accept. I think so. Let let yourself off the hook a little bit. 
Mm, absolutely. Well, really, what you're talking about there, no, is is self compassion. Um, yeah. Because when you go around having this uh, extremely rigid uh, idea of hyper responsibility, um, you know, all you're really doing is going around and 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 beating yourself with an extremely yeah. large stick. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's completely uh, unnecessary and un- unfair um, and and isn't really ultimately going to to keep everyone safe anyway. No, exactly. Exactly. You know, and so just to go back to this bit I did about uh, the Shrek thing, it 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 I think it's worth talking about that because it's silly, obviously. So it's kind of funny. And it's all like you said, like on reflection, you think back to that thing and you're like, haha that's ridiculous you know because i i'm not in it anymore i don't feel it anymore yeah but but then also like getting across that like damn that felt at the time so so painful unbelievably Mm. painful you know yeah yeah um and i I use it as a platform to kind of then talk about exposure therapy and i say this so a bit facetious but i'm like oh we should have done like a shrek role play you know but i didn't know that didn't have therapy (laughs) it's quite funny it's a funny bit you know yeah, <laughs> but, I, but I, but 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 I, before I do that sort of punchline, which is, oh, wouldn't imagine, wouldn't it be silly if you know, like we did a sex role play of Shrek, right? Yeah, before I do that, I'm, I, 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 I take a very serious moment and I describe what exposure therapy is, and I say, you know, for example, hand washing is something, you know, where people, some people basically will be excessively worried about, um, you know, contamination and dirt. You know, one potential way of um, like like treating that that's occasionally been proven to work, or you know, I don't use the word occasionally. I'll be like, can't remember what I say, but like quite often, not necessarily hundred percent, but can work is exposure therapy. So, for example, it could be something like dipping your hands in some mud for twenty minutes or something to show mm. that the th- the fear is exaggerated. So yeah. I'm kind of like like I say that before, and it's like that's not even comedy at that point. That's like that's me trying to get across something real about OCD you know yeah so so actually there's um, a big part of it then is is informing people yeah yeah it know. is yeah as best as I can you know and mm. I know I'm not an expert but I've read up on it quite a lot for my yeah. own kind of well-being so I'm just sharing the little bit of knowledge I have but I think that's better than nothing honestly mm. and I think sharing my little story of and being and being really and, and being quite vulnerable really it's quite vulnerable mm. to open up your head like that and be like, yeah, I thought about this, you know, thing. Because people can be like, oh, you're a piece of shit then. That's a bad thing to do. That's like, you're not, you're you're a bad person. You had this thought that your girlfriend looked like Shrek. That's <laughs> terrible. That I mean, that's the fear that I would have coming on stage saying that. And so I took a big risk, you know. I think it was quite brave to go up and include that as part of my set because it's an honest thing, you know. Um, well, it's an exposure people, right people, there. People, that that's yeah. what you did. That that's an yeah. example of exposure therapy. Yeah, for sure, it's re- it is. Yeah, and um, and people really appreciate it. Like I said, like people came up afterwards, and what did they say? They didn't say, "Oh, that was inappropriate." You shouldn't have said that. No, they said, "Oh, thank you so much," because I have the same. You know, obviously they don't have the same thing about Shrek, which is, but you know, they they probably have, like you say, something bizarre or weird that genuinely really troubled them. Obviously, they didn't share it with me. But the mm. fact that they saw this guy up there, like really being vulnerable and open and being like, this is the true thing that happened to me. This yeah. is what was going on in your head. Yeah. I think it made them feel less alone, you know. Absolutely. And so, I you think know, overall it's a positive, you know. 
this is maybe a new uh, a new approach to managing OCD. Everybody just needs to learn to be yeah, a, to a stand up yeah. comic, and uh, <laughs> off you go. <laughs> but now I I feel like uh, obviously what you're talking about there's so much truth to it, and you know just because you you've done it in this particular uh, particular way because this is the art form that you're developing and you're interested in, mm. um, and it's enabled you actually to 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 use that particular set almost in a kind of therapeutic uh way uh for you obviously you know it's also developing your art and it's it's entertaining yeah. people but one element of that as a consequence is it's it seems to have done you a lot of good in the process of actually sharing and uh you know and and opening up and being honest about your struggles um, it it helps you i think to let go of some of that shame which yeah, can, I think which can does, be yeah. which, which can be held very deeply yeah um, i think it still is i mean i, I can't pretend it's <laughs> totally gone but i think hmm. yeah i think it, it again it's a question of degrees isn't it it's not you're not going to perfectly eliminate some of the stuff but it's just can you can you soothe it a bit you know can it get a yeah. little bit better yeah but Absolutely. I think now, because yeah, I'm still struggling with OCD, it's not like it's gone away. And I, I still, you know, with with my relationship that I'm in at the moment, like I still sometimes have negative thoughts about my partner, right? Um, which again, even to say that sentence out loud feels makes me feel a little bit like, should I say that? That's uncomfortable. I feel guilty. I feel ashamed, you know? I mean, I've spoken about it with her um, as well. Um, but I still sometimes feel like she doesn't fully understand. Um, and that's hard, but that's what it is. That's how it is, you know? Yeah, that uh, is that is a frustration with OCD for sure that, you know, unless you've struggled with it yourself, it's like we're having this conversation now and we both know that that we both understand what we're talking about. We've had many conversations about relationship OCD, for example, mm, over the years, yeah. no? and. Yeah um and so we we both know that that we both understand it but um a lot of people just simply don't and it's not because they're not sensitive it's not because they don't care uh it's just because it's a very hard thing to understand unless you've been through it yourself i i think so and i think i think that's with relationship OCD, that's such a hard thing because you go and talk to one of your friends and they're your good friends and they love you and you say hey listen i'm having doubts about my partner and they go oh well maybe you should or maybe you should break up with her then, you know? They say all maybe the wrong things, right. yeah. Yeah, maybe she's not right for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then they're just buying into the rumination process and uh, ramping that all up. And yeah, yeah. Been there many times myself with that kind of thing. And so, so you know, that that's an, that's an interesting one because on, you know, in one regard, you know, what you're saying is kind of it's helpful to to open up about things and mm. you know I, I did say in my recent podcast that you know if you can open up to trusted people you know mm. that that you know care for you and uh you know family members or, or close friends and you know but I guess uh another another uh kind of important thing that you're really talking about is maybe expressing you know because if people don't understand then when you do open up it can actually be problematic, you know, yeah. because they they start trying to reassure you, mm. uh, which is obviously, you know, a, a terrible, uh, the, probably the most common compulsion, whether we seek that 
reassurance yeah. ourselves or whether our friends are just doing it inadvertently or you know it's not very helpful but maybe you know different art forms are actually just a really good way to you know to express the struggles with OCD um obviously for you that that's come out in comedy but yeah you know there's many different ways to to express your struggles and I think I think I think you know just talking about it is is important right I think it helps I think mm. there's many times like I've listened to like one of your episodes of podcast or another podcast whatever about OCD when I've been going through like a really tough time with it mm. and it's helped soothe it a little bit and you think oh yeah I'm not alone or oh yeah it's not as bad as all that you know yeah. Yeah, so I absolutely. think what you're doing is 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 not too different to what I'm doing with the podcast to some extent. It's just like let's talk about it and let's share experiences. Yeah. I think effectively that's all I'm doing. And yeah, I'm doing it through the the prism of comedy. But yeah, I'm sharing my experiences and I'm being and I'm being vulnerable. I'm being honest with it. You know. Mm. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I feel like I've had singer songwriters on here who've come on and performed. Um, you know, I know um, artists um, who who find it really helpful to kind of paint with their OCD in mind, um, mm. people who are writing poetry about it, you know, all sorts of different ways to express it. I mean, talking is definitely one one of those ways. But I think when we don't express it and we just allow it to kind of bubble away and and we don't open up to anybody about it and maybe we don't have humor about it and we you know we feel that we can't talk about it because it's too shameful you know that over over an extended period of time obviously I think is is the opposite it can be very unhelpful and can really kind of hold us back and you know maybe stop us from making progress yeah I mean I think like for example my teenage years when I first started getting OCD when I was sort of 14 or whatever, whenever it was, you know, you don't know what, you don't have a label like that, that kind of, you don't have, so you just think. We just didn't what, have what, it. What, yeah. So you just think, you just think you're kind of, um, you think the things that you're thinking and worrying about must be true. The fact mm. that you're concerned about something mm. must mean it's true. So like me, for example, um, I don't talk about this much in my show. I allude to it a couple of times with a few silly little gags, but you know, one of the big things when I was a teenager was worrying about being gay, right? So I had homosexuality, OCD. And sort of think about it all the time. And one of the big things in my head was like, well, I must be gay. I'm thinking about it. I'm worrying about it. Well, that's mm. not normal. I must therefore be gay, you know. And that's kind of what happens, I think, if you, you know, and and and, and I remember I went to a therapist when I was like, when I was about 90, no, when I was about 20 two or something I went to a therapist who wasn't who didn't seem to know much about OCD I think yeah and I remember I said to her like oh um in fact I wasn't I was is was in my relationship and I said I, I'm I keep having thoughts about my partner I'm not sure if I love her I'm not sure if I'm attracted to her and her advice was like oh maybe maybe you should break up with her kind of thing I was like well this is just like yeah you know yeah it's the worst thing this is an authority figure telling me my worst fear you know I yeah. was in a mess with that with my first relationship, I was in a mess. Like I, my first relationship, I didn't know what OCD was either. So it's just like, oh, I'm having these doubts about my partner. Well, mm. that must then then they must be true. Why, why would I be having these doubts if yeah if there yeah. wasn't an issue? Yeah, yeah, it's so important. I think if you're 
sat on the fence and you're not sure about whether you know whether you whether you have OCD or not um you know to to actually go in and and work with somebody try to find a, a specialist and and you know try to get that diagnosis if necessary um you know because yeah i think we're quite lucky uh these days compared to you know 20 years ago um there was no information about ocd whatsoever um it was really hard to come across it um i went to a few a few therapists in my early 20s who didn't have any idea that i was struggling with ocd and perhaps i think these days they they would so mm. the situation's definitely improved a lot um i i i feel but it still can be quite tempting to just be like well you know i'm just going to get on with it i'm not going to complain mm. i'm not going to you know it's it's weak to speak about it perhaps or mm. um you know or people are going to judge me or you know all of these kinds of reasons that might come up for why we shouldn't go and get help um you know particularly with some of the more challenging themes surrounding ocd well people i mean it's well, be... sometimes sometimes you you don't you you think you don't need help in the sense that like well i just need to accept that i'm gay you know i just need to go out there and kind of start you know exploring being gay mm. you know or i need to break up my girlfriend that will solve the problem yeah and then you know your relationship ends and you just your ocd you might have a, br a brief kind of relief of anxiety mm. it's not because your girlfriend it's not because your partner was necessarily there was something wrong with that it was just you had all these thoughts about them so those thoughts you know oh phew i don't have that responsibility anymore but very shortly afterwards they just attach onto something else yeah and that's, that's why I found. that's my yeah. experience absolutely that's, that's why it's so important if you do suspect that you have ocd to to work with the right person because like like your experience if you work with somebody who doesn't understand it they can end up giving you you know advice which is just going to backfire massively and yeah. just cause you more confusion uh than you already have yeah, <clears throat> yeah. true fantastic andy um Thank you so much for for coming back on. It's been no, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, it's been great talking to you. Um, maybe to finish with, I don't know if you uh, you've already shared a few uh, a few things from the set. I don't know if you've got got one more joke or something that you could uh, you could <laughs> um, share with us to put you on the spot. There, I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know really. I mean, the thing. I mean, okay. Well, so let's talk about um, the 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 Shrek thing. What's one of the things? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it'll work. Not on the stage, you know. But <laughs> I did. I, I so I allude. I allude to um, when I had homosexuality, homosexuality, OCD in in like a quite a gentle way, really. But so I'm describing uh, the film Three Hundred because uh, I say so. Basically, I say you know I'm I say I'm from London, but I'm not really. I'm from the suburbs of London. But I say London because it sounds cooler. I'm trying to impress Spanish people. I live in Barcelona. So I want Juan and Carlos to be like, oh, wow, you're from London. Oh, my God, dude. Do you know Amy Winehouse? And I'm like, you, I mean, travel, news doesn't travel quick uh, in, uh, <laughs> in Spain. Or I say something like, you know, I wrote this show in 2005. There's two different punchlines for that bit. Anyway, then, so then I'm like, and then, but then I meet people sometimes in Barcelona, you meet people from London. And I hate that. That's the worst thing. 
because then they know they know that I'm lying you know I hate that you know they, I meet them at a party they're like oh you're from London mate which part of London are you from and I tell them the part of London that I'm from and they say oh, that's not London why are you trying to pretend you're from London I'm like no no please don't no no in front of Final Carlos please no I think I'm cool I think I'm cool please don't 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 do it um and so then I say and then I say oh, it, for me meeting people from London like from real London is like the film 300 and I say for people who don't know the film 300 it's that there are these 300 like big muscly men they have like big pectoral muscles they have like six packs they're topless for the whole film and first of all you're watching it you have an intrusive thought like am I gay but then you just ignore that you carry on watching it and uh and then <laughs> and then <laughs> so basically these 300 uh, guys they're going off to war and then at one point there's this mutant guy he's the little mutant guy he's made like his own spear and his own shield and he comes up to he's like can I join your army please and the king of the Spartans is like can you raise your shield this high? And he's like, no. It's <laughs> like, well, go back to your field. And I say, oh, that's that's how I feel about meeting people from London. I'm like, please, can I be from London? They're like, do you have a tube station? I'm like, no. It's like, go back to your field. <laughs> There's a little taste. Yeah, mate. That sounds uh, sounds pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know if it's appropriate for the podcast. I mean, the, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the uh, the hour is is definitely eighteen plus. You know, it's not it's not it's not suitable for everyone. It's it's got some it's got some. Uh, but I think that's I think that's the point to some extent. You know, yeah, it's got to be a bit dark because that's what we're like in our heads. If we're being honest, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. And Andy, it's uh, you know, I, I really want to come and see this set at some point. I don't know if you're still gonna be performing I'll, it at I'll all. I'll put it on in Barcelona at some point, because now it's no longer work in progress. It's like and I, I that's one good thing about the fringe, it's like I've worked it out now and the structure's there. I yeah. say this and I say this and I say that and then say that. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I didn't quite have before I went. So Yeah. Okay, so I guess if uh, any of these listeners, uh of our listeners, um you know, are coming to Barcelona at some point. Uh, they can probably come and uh, get some some comedy with uh, yeah. with Andy Casper. No, yeah, yeah. Come <laughs> check out Imperfecto Comedy on every Thursday night at nine o'clock. Uh, Uranus Comedy every other Tuesday at nine o'clock in Bar Space Cowboy. And you can follow me on Instagram, Andy Casper Comedian. If I haven't yeah. put you off with my dirty humor. <laughs> awesome, Andy. Thanks a lot. And uh, yeah, maybe I'll see you again in the future on here. Yeah, yeah, great. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website instagram page facebook group or anywhere else online or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional 